I welcome to WGWG online, WGWG.org. I'm Noel T. Manning II, and this uh, is the Web Sessions. Uh, we talk uh, to, to music pioneers, music legends, and indie artists. Uh, we just uh, spend a lot of time talking music and sharing uh, that love of music right here on Gardner Web University Radio. Uh, very, uh, very fortunate to have uh, with us on the phone today uh, John Elefante. John Elefante um, is a, a Grammy Award winner. He's a Dove Award winner. Um, he's uh, a former member of the uh, the classic, the legendary rock and roll band Kansas. Uh, done some incredible work with contemporary Christian music, and just continues uh, to show his love for music and perform today. And we just really appreciate you taking the time, John, to spend with us today. It's great to be here. Thank you. Well, John, I know that you are just uh, coming off the road, and you're pretty tired and worn out. But I, once again, mm-hmm. hey, thanks for taking the time uh, to do this and to kind of share uh, share your life with us. Uh, you grew up in a musical family. I know your your brother Dino. You and uh, you and he have been involved uh, in music for a number of years. But in a way, it was your parents that actually introduced you to the love of music, right? As far back as I could remember, maybe four or five years old. My parents would, would play records around the house continuously 24 hours a day. I mean, they would always, as soon as a record would be over, another one would drop. And I would hear music just continuously. They were just music fanatics. Yeah. Not really players, but right. I think it had an influence on me because they, they had a very vast musical taste, very, very wide. And, um, gosh, they would, they would play everything, jazz, um, you know what they would call what what you would call rock back in the right, early right. early sixties. Yeah, um, just a little bit of everything, you know, and uh, it just really got in my brain. Now, at what point did you and Dino begin uh, discovering not just that love of listening to it, but the the desire to play music? You know what I can I can explain that in a picture that I showed a friend the other day when I was out in Salt Lake City. I have a picture, I must have been maybe all of five years old, and I made a set of drums, because I'm originally a drummer, okay. out of a bunch of uh, boxes yeah. that my parents used to, you know, when they moved into the house, and my brother Dino had, he had, uh, he made a guitar out of wood, kind of nailed it together, and put some rubber band strings yeah. on there and stuff. I wish I could show you the picture, you know, I wish your listeners yeah. could see the picture. yeah. It's really, really a trip. I mean, I think from that point on, that gives you a pretty good idea that we were we were headed for something. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and soon after, you know, my parents bought us some real instruments. Right. And um, it just got in the blood and hasn't stopped. Haven't hasn't stopped yet. Yeah. Did did you and Dino have formal training, or did you just is it self taught? All all self taught. Wow. Wow. Some of us are, are, have been formally trained. The only thing that I have formal training in, and you can't hear it by how gravelly my voice sounds now, but I had some um, I had some vocal training about three years. That was uh, reminiscent of uh, operatic training, yeah. which doesn't really help you to be a better singer. Right. It helps it helps you to widen your range. Right. I mean, I picked up about six or seven notes after I did it, and um, just helps you, your stamina. It helps gotcha. your you know, it teaches you how to sing without killing yourself. Yeah. But, you know, you um, talking about your love of music, um, you know, hearing a lot of different styles of music. I grew up that same way. My mom worked at a, a radio station, and so she would bring home 
Um, I mean, everything. And so the first album she ever brought home was a Kansas album. It was Point of No Return. And so, hmm. you know, for me... That's a good one to start with. Yeah, and so for me, that was my first, you know, exposure to, to vinyl that w- that had a, you know, a little demo uh, t- attached on the sleeve. But she would bring home so many things, everything from country to R&B to jazz mm-hmm. to, to rock yeah. and roll. And so when people ask me what kind of music I, I like, I say, well, it depends on my mood because I'm drawn yeah, to so I, I many Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It depends on my mood. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, you know, in my teen years, I really started getting into contemporary Christian as well. And so um, I've listened to so many different styles, and it's been interesting, you know, looking at, at your career path. And, um, you know, when you were in your, I guess, your 20s, it's when uh, the door to, to be able to spend some time working with Kansas, that, mm-hmm. is that when that opened up? Yes, so talk about that journey and uh, and how that unfolded for you and Dino as well, right? Uh, yeah, Dino was never in the band, but he was uh, a co-writer, right? He was a, co- a co-writer, yeah. okay. and you know, we had we got a lot of songs on on the records that we did with them. Um, that started, I think, the end of nineteen eighty okay. when I joined. Um, and it was a band that I, you know, like like you just said, I always admired. I mean, it was one of my favorite, if not my favorite bands. And if somebody had told me, you know, when I first got pointed in every turn, that I would be singing with the band one day, I would have right. said, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, God has a, uh, God works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, when I joined the band, people asked me, what was it like? I mean, it was exciting, huh? And my answer is always, you know, when I reflect back on that period of time in my life, I was so busy just trying to get on my A game because I had just jumped from a very non-professional atmosphere into an atmosphere where, you know, you have to perform great all the time. Right. You've got a lot of things to learn both on keyboards, vocally, and you have to be at your best constantly. So I was so engulfed in doing that that I I can't really describe what I was feeling at the time because I was just so busy doing my job, you know? Right. Because it was it was the touring aspect as well as the writing and the the producing records. It was all of those pulled together, correct? Yeah, it was all of the above. Wow, wow! Constantly having to you know try to come up with new songs for the next record, um, and then you know there's there's the business aspect that you know uh, some people that are that have been in the business understand, and other listeners have never been in the music business. I mean, the business aspect of you know, when you're in a band that's generating millions of dollars, you know, it, it tends to put uh, tends to put a little more pressure on, on 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 the artistry, if you will. Right. You know, I mean, the the radio uh, the record company wants hits, hits, hits. Right. Right. And a band like Kansas, you know, is started out as an album-oriented band. Right. Not ever really concentrating on hits; they just kind of happened. Yeah. And. But when I joined, you know, I think more than ever, the record companies were wanting hit. You know, they, we need a hit. We need a hit. We need a hit. And you know, that's a it's a, it's a lot of pressure for management and you know, the record companies, and it uh, makes for an interesting uh, yeah scenario. Well, well, from a writing standpoint, you know, the, I I can only imagine the pressure that puts on you as a writer. But um, how do you balance that? You know that call to to writing something that you feel led to write, compared to that writing something that okay I've got to make this fit this particular formula, so it, it becomes a single. 
Well, at that time, for instance, um, I'll point out a song called Chasing Shadows that Dino and I wrote that appeared on, um, I'm pretty sure it was, um, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the record they made of Kansas. It appeared on uh, Vinyl Confessions. And we tried to write a song that was slightly reminiscent of Dust in the Wind. I mean, it doesn't sound anything like Dust in the Wind. Right. But Dust in the Wind has that eerie, in a cool way, heavy, spiritual, and all the above vibe about it. Right, right. And when we wrote Chasing Shadows, we tried to write something that was in keeping with the, the Kansas style. But that can also be commercially acceptable. Gotcha. And... I mean, I could point to that song as I think one of the one of the finer songs that Dino and I ever wrote, and um, I thought it should have been a hit, but for whatever reason, it was never released as a single. Right. And I think you know, even today, more than ever, um, people write me and, and, and tell me how much they love that song. You know, they want to see me do it in, in concert. Wow. And by the way, I just I just found out that uh, Kansas is doing it in concert now. Oh, really? Wow. Which is which was really a. Really, quite an honor for me. Yeah, yeah. But are you still performing any of these uh, these tunes, like "Chasing Shadows" and uh, and "Fight Fire with Fire" and uh, "Play yeah, the Game I just, Tonight"? I just sang, yeah, I just sang "Fight Fire with Fire" and "Play the Game" okay. tonight. Yesterday, when I was in Omaha. Okay, okay. So, so they're still part of what you. They're still part of that um, that energy that you're putting forth in your concerts today, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, in in the '80s, you also um, you and Dino had uh, a tune on uh, "Saint Elmo's Fire," and, and honestly, yes. my favorite song from that particular soundtrack. I wore it out, and um, you know, I was like, "Man, I just love this sound." I'm like, "This sound is so familiar." And then after you know that time, I look back and say, "I know why it's familiar." You know, <laughs> it's, it's the Elefante Brothers. Um, <laughs> Thank how, you. How did uh, how did that song come about, and how did it come about with that particular soundtrack with "Saint Elmo's Fire"? Well, we, we had a friend that worked at Atlantic Records, and because um, you know we, we were trying to score a record deal with Atlantic, and we're very close, and had submitted a demo to Atlantic, and for some reason the song got around the office. Everybody was really digging that song, and one day David Foster happened to be in Atlantic having a meeting about the record that went along with the movie Saint Elmo's Fire, heard this song in the background. He said, "What is that? Yeah, who is that?" And my buddy over there said, well, it's a guy named John Elefante. He said, can I get a copy of that? And David Foster got a copy of it and uh, asked him for my phone number and called me a few days later and said, I want to redo that song. It needs to be on the record. Wow. It, it fits perfectly with, with, the, uh, with, the, with the movie and everything that's going on. I'd love to have it on the soundtrack. It's a bummer. We were the next single in line, and... The movie kind of fizzled. Yeah, and um, so we, we never got it. We never got it released as a single. Wow, wow. Well, that, and that soundtrack did have some pretty uh, incredible work on it on, on a lot of different levels. Oh gosh, it had it had uh, um, it had John Anderson from Yes. Yeah, yeah. It had uh, Richard Marks. I mean, it was a lot of great artists on that record. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the eighties, you there really was this um, amazing time for movie soundtracks. 
to produce some pretty incredible work. And, and some of it, some of them, like Young and Innocent, for example, never got to be singles. But you know, you could ask you could ask children of the '80s who grew up as teenagers. You know, they could talk about certain soundtracks all the time and talk about songs that maybe weren't weren't hits or maybe weren't singles, but they were songs that stood out to them for certain reasons. And uh, you don't really see that as much in movies today, where um, the the song soundtracks, with uh, you know, with mus- different musicians really paving a way for something that's kind of almost hypnotic, uh, and kind of that f- you know flag in the in the ground moment as it relates to to pop culture and film culture. You know, the last big one that I can think of is probably the ti- Titanic or the Celine Dion song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now Disney, about every year Disney's going to have a song, but that's a whole different, whole different conversation. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you have um, just continued to be a part of the music business. Um, really, once once you started, once the break happened for you, and um, you've been able to do a lot of producing as well, and you produce some incredible work um, with a lot of contemporary Christian artists and others. Let's talk about producing and how that happened for you. Was that something that was just a um, it, it, the seed was planted once you started um, performing and, and songwriting and doing this stuff with Kansas, or is it was there something else that led to the producing opportunities? It was total happenstance. Okay. It, uh, I never envisioned myself as being a producer. I mean, I always considered myself an artist. Okay, okay. And um, when we did Perfect Timing, I think it was the first record that Dino and I officially did together by, by Sweet Comfort Band. Yeah. Um, we did that record and then we got a call by Bob Hartman, um, from Petra said, we really want you guys to produce the next Petra record. He said, it's going to be a challenge because we haven't found a new singer yet. Greg Valls has left the band and I'm like, gosh, (laughs) you want us to produce a record, but there's no singer. Yeah. Yeah. So along comes, you know, who's now my best buddy, John Schlitt. Yes. And I think that Bob Hartman's thinking was, you know, John, you're an accomplished singer. I, I don't think the combination of you and Dino, you know, I don't think we could we could get any better because you could really work with John, who's been rusty, who's been out of business five or six years. And that's exactly how it worked out. Wow. And, and I said to Bob, you know, I've, I'm not really a producer. He said, well, you know what? Why don't you just become a member of the band and help us make the record? And that made sense to me when he put it like that. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's exactly how I approached it. I wow. approached it as if, as, as, as if I was in the band. Okay. And if they needed some co-writes, I was there. If they needed me to help out with some melodies and, you know, and help John get back on his feet as a vocalist, because everybody knows he's a great vocalist. Yeah. But you know, he, was, he was rusty, and he, and he was the first one to admit it. Uh, but the most cooperative, hardworking singer I've ever worked with. Wow. And, and you're continuing to work with uh, with John today. Uh, what thirty years later, I guess. <laughs> we we do a lot of shows together. Yeah. Uh, and then we're you know we 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 do this thing called the Jay Seculo Band. Yeah. Uh, which is we have a blast doing. Yeah, I, I, we, we, we we get to do a lot of our favorite cover songs. Yeah, and I, and anybody who wants to Google that, um, man, there are some great performances that uh, that you guys have put together and. And that, uh, that, that's a talented group of musicians that you've got uh, oh, pulling these tunes together. Yeah, I mean, just, just Google uh, the Jay Seculo band, S-E-K-U-L-O-W. A lot of people know him from, um, you know, he's been on Fox News and CNN and 
know, he's a very accomplished attorney uh, and also a great musician, yeah. a great friend, and and <laughs> a genius at that. I mean, yeah. he, the guy is, is, is so incredibly intelligent. He scares me. Well, it's obvious watching uh, watching those particular videos that you just really there's this there's this joy of playing and performing, and it comes through uh, perfectly clear on that. Uh, you know, you mentioned the producing aspect of it that when you first got into it, you got into it with kind of feeling like you remember the band. That was what was recommended. Is that still your process for producing, or has that uh, evolved? Uh, no, it's kind of it kind of still is my process. Okay. And I don't know, it, it's, uh, I don't want to be presumptuous by comparing myself to Mutt Lang because I could never be a Mutt Lang. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of the way the Mutt Lang approached it as well. Because Mutt Lang is a singer and a player and a songwriter. And when you hire Mutt Lang, you know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get a guy that's going to want to tweak some of the songs, enhance the hooks in the songs, um, make sure the vocals are pristine and make sure technically that everything is just really, really hits the mark. And um, like I said, I'm no Mutt Lang, but I, I kind of approach things yeah. the same way that he does. Yeah. But I'm not doing that much producing anymore, Noel. And, and the reason is, I will say firstly, because the record budgets aren't there anymore. Right. I mean, there's just, you know, nobody has, nobody has an ample budget or very few people have an ample budget to make a, you know, I mean, uh, the old days, the average, even Christian record budget was $75,000. Yeah. And, and upwards. Nowadays, I mean, I've heard of them being as low as three to $5,000. Wow. Wow. I mean, things have really, really changed. Wow. So it forces a new band to kind of just put it together on their own. Right. You know, and technology is certainly affordable enough where they can do just that. Yeah, yeah. Has that been the biggest thing for you that you've seen from uh, the, the impact that technology has has had on the industry and how that impacts the, the players and what I mean by the players, those who are involved in producing work? I think affordable technology yeah. has, has, been a, um, has been a game changer, uh, a bad game changer in my opinion. Okay. Is the invention of auto tune? Okay, okay. It, to me, to me, I mean, there's nothing wrong if you know, if somebody sings a great line and maybe the end drifts off a little flat. There's nothing wrong with using not auto tune, but you know, a program to to sharp, you know, bring it up and put it, you know, put it in tune a little bit. But to take a singer and just, um, you know, change everything they do. It takes it takes the natural quality away from a singer, the natural glisses that singers hit, you know, on the way up to a high note or a low note. And right. Just I don't know when I hear it on the radio, I could be, I could be sitting in a restaurant and I'll hear auto tune on a vocal. Yeah. And it just it, it's like you know nails on a chalkboard. It just I can't stand it. Wow. So, so what do you find yourself listening to since there's so much of that out there now? Um, well, I, you know, I, I listen to a lot of artists that, that, that don't do that. Whenever I'm in the car, my wife has, um, XM, she's got the message on. Right. Yeah. Um, which I like, I, I, I it, it's kind of like a Bible study in the car. I like what's yeah. being said. Yeah. You know, I like the praise and worship aspect to it. And, uh, 
But I want, when I want to listen to something, you know, musically that, you know, I really dig, you know, several things I'll, I'll listen to. I might go back, I might go way back and listen to the Beatles. Right. I might listen to one of my favorite records of all time was, was when Yes brought in Trevor Rabin and did a record called 90125. Yes. Oh, yes. Lo- love that record. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll listen to, I love Sheryl Crow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fantastic singer who you'll never hear a vocal tune, uh, an auto tune on. Oh yeah. And she's amazing she's, live. She's, an, she's amazing live as well. Oh yeah. Incredible, incredible singer. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it's, I'm all the way across the right, board. Yeah. I, it, I'll just go, you know, like, like you said earlier, depending on what mood I'm, right, I'm yeah. in. Especially when I'm in an airplane, I'll just look through my playlist and yeah. go, okay, I feel like that today. Yeah. You know, I might listen to that big Seal record that came out, Kiss from a Rose. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, it depends what my mood is. Gotcha, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I'll listen to, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll listen to, I'll listen to Billy Joel, yeah. Elton John. Yeah, you know? yeah. From, from a writing standpoint, are you still, you know, you're, you, you said that the producing, the producing aspect has changed. Do you feel, still feel, find yourself writing uh, for the love of writing, or has that changed with you as well? Well, I'm not going to stop doing solo albums. Gotcha. gotcha. I put one out a few years ago called On My Way to the Sun that actually did quite well. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I will never stop writing yeah. until I take my last breath. Gotcha. Now, now, writing for you, is that something that, um, that you have to sit down and, and say, okay, I'm going to put words to, you know, to the keyboard today? Or does it flow through you, or is it a, a little of both? A little of both. Yeah. Um, you know, sit down, sitting down and writing a, a good or a great song is always a task. It, you know, it doesn't come easy. In my last record, On My Way to the Sun, I wrote everything myself from the ground up. I mean, I started with an empty piece of paper, an empty chalkboard, and had to build that record from beat one to, you know, the, the final song. And that was quite taxing on me. I mean, it was quite... But I found that it was um, it was taxing, but it, but it was fun, and it flowed very nicely. And, I mean, the ideas for lyrics were just kind of... They were just pouring out of me. It just uh, it all came together. And I do want to mention that I'm um, um, I'm doing a small project with Kerry Livgren right now, who I greatly respect. Um, Kerry's going to put out a record. He's probably going to use multiple singers, you know, as Kerry normally does when he does a solo record. But um, I hope to be on two or three of them. And uh, it's great being reunited with Kerry again. I can't tell you how much I admire him. Yeah, you guys worked together uh, on uh, with in Kansas, and yes. um, and you know he also took a, a route of and re- released some uh, contemporary Christian works uh, as well. Uh, let's let's talk if you've got just a couple of minutes. Talk about your Christian faith and how that has been a, a big part of your life, and and how you've taken uh, taken this road also. It affects everything I do. Yeah, um, I mean it, it affects everything I do. I mean. It affects me as a father. Mm-hmm. It affects me as a husband. It affects me as a songwriter. It affects me when I'm out on tour and I'm around people that are maybe weaker in their faith. Not that I'm a you know a giant, <laughs> but um, you know it's I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities. 
And the older I get, the more I look for opportunities to share Christ with someone. And it's not only, sometimes it's not only sharing Christ, it's being someone's friend. Yeah. Or saying, let's go have lunch. Or, or, you know, letting them just, letting them see the way that you act, you know, how, how, you know, that, that they can hopefully notice that there's something a little different about you than, you know, somebody else. And I don't know, God usually, God usually lets me know when the doors, when the doors open. Yeah. And I, I like to go through it. Yeah. There, there's something about, uh, about just listening to, to God and listening to how God leads you. And, uh, and sometimes it is in the most unusual situations and circumstances that people will recognize that there's something different about you. And uh, when that door opens for them to either ask you the question or to look and go, uh, okay, what is it? What is, what is it about you that, that, that I'm finding different? When you've got that crack in that door, then you can just you can push it open um, or they can open it for you. It's pretty amazing when those opportunities well, I'll tell you what else themselves. A lot, Noel, is, you know, you know the, the, the solo records I've done, I mean, I, I, love to, I love to tell a friend, hey, check this record out. Let me know what you think. Because they all love it musically, but they definitely hear a different slant lyrically. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. And I like the title, the, the, the first song on my last record is a song called This Is How The Story Goes. You can't listen to that song and not be somewhat moved spiritually. Um, you know, or a song like I'm Half The Way Home. So I, I, I use that gift that God has given me because that's my ultimate voice you know, for Christ is the lyrics that he's given me. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, uh, the premier way for me to, you know, at least open that door. Well, you talk about the voice and you do have an amazing voice and uh, it's, uh, I've really enjoyed continuing uh, to watch the the live clips and the other clips uh, that you've been uh, putting up there. And, uh, and man, you've still got it. John, you still got it, man. You really do. Well, thank you. You really do. Uh, and I've enjoyed continuing. Some days are better than others. <laughs> I understand, man. We all have some days that are better than others. Um, I, I just continue to uh, to follow your work and just to appreciate you taking the time today. I know that I've taken far more of the time than, than I know you had. But um, John Elefante, our guest here on the Web Sessions, we're talking music, talking his, uh, his story. And, uh, man, we just really appreciate it. And, uh, I want to give you a chance to share any final thoughts, final words, final comments uh, with our listeners about how they can find you or just anything else that you want to chat about. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could tell you about uh, a big mistake that I've been making. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Is I've gotten a little out of my skin with this, with this whole presidential thing. Okay. You know, there's, 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 some things I like about it, right. and there's some things I despise about it. Right. And you know, I mean, I, I, I never, I never like to get out of my skin as, 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 as who my character is, and you know, there's, there's something about this election that I think a lot of people are kind of getting out of character a little bit because it's su- it's such a passionate time, and you know, in, in American history, I mean, we're all so passionate about. Who's going to lead the country? You know, you know, in the next direction. 
And, you know, you, you know, I hate to keep saying the, the older I get, but, you know, what kind of world is it, is it going to be for my 14-year-old when he's 50 and has kids, right. you know? Yeah. What, what's going to happen? And you think about all these things, and, and, and I've made the mistake of, of uh, I think, getting a little too involved. And if I had to take that back, you know, with Twitter comments and, you know, if I, if I had to, somebody pointed this out to me, and at first it was like, you know, you get a little defensive. And then I thought about it. I thought, you know what, this guy's right. You know, just stick to who you are, man. Just pre- preach the message of Christ, because that's really, that's really what's going to determine the outcome. I mean, in other words, you know, God's saying, I've got this. Yeah. I've got this. Yeah. It's, not, it's not who's elected. Or who's not elected? It's about, you know, what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. And you know, God's he, he's um, he, he you know he will always intervene. Yeah. And he always comes from places that we never sometimes never expect. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean that's why he's such an amazing God. Yeah. So if, you know if if I had to if I had to take some things back I probably be a little bit less passionate um yeah. uh in public because gotcha. that's kind of out of character for me yeah and i never and i never wanted to state my political views because really that's that's not what i'm about i mean it's about christ and the teachings of christ and 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 you know his hand on my life yeah well i've, I've told uh, i've got two uh two kids and i've told them as far as relating to presidential elections present and and past i said you know we we're going to vote for whomever we feel led to vote and but once that happens once the decision's made um we're going to continue to pray for the leadership of the country continue to pray for that leader i agree uh, that we as a country decided is who we're going to have leading us for the next next few years and we're going to pray that they're going to make the best decisions for our country. And, uh, and that's just, you know, I've told my kids that I said, now, are, are there certain candidates I may be less happy with than others from time to time? Yeah, personally, sure. Absolutely. But when it comes down to it from a Christian standpoint, if we pray for our country and pray for those leaders, then, you know, that's, that's our job. That's what we can do. That's a part that's, we can uh, do every day. I think day. that's a great position. No, I, I, I admire you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, uh, I feel the same way. Man, I really appreciate your time. And uh, what's the best way for uh, our listeners to to check out your work and uh, to look at your your body of work? You've got uh, you've got some a lot of solo projects that are available uh, for sale as well as uh, as pre- the previous Kansas work and even uh, Mastodon. Is that still out there somewhere where people could find that as well? Oh yeah, yeah okay, you, you could find it. If you can't if you can't find it directly, I'm sure you can find it. Illegally, <laughs> and I, I'm not. Hey, I'm not. I'm not advocating that. Right, but right. Boy, it's out there. Trust yeah. me. And your your website? Uh, what's the website? Uh, my website is johnalfonte dot com. But I'm I'm using Facebook for about everything. Okay. I, you know, we have about close to fifteen thousand followers on there. So I'm I'm really informing people, you know, on Facebook what I'm doing. Um, right on my Facebook page, if you, if you follow me. You can see, you know, you can. There's a place where you can email me directly, and you know, and also can direct you to johnelefonte.com. But I find Facebook is uh, is a good way for me to communicate with with folks. Awesome, and uh, you have your tour dates and everything there as well, correct? Well, not always. The, okay. The ones that are public, the shows that are public, yes, I always 
I always announce the public shows. But I would say that maybe better than 50% of the shows that I do are private corporate events. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, man, just uh, keep up the good work, and uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know before we went on the air, you were talking about how tired you were, but, man, uh, thank you. I can't, I can't thank you enough, and um, look forward to continuing hey, I'll, listening. I'll, 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 I'll fill you in on something. I slept till noon today. <laughs> All right. There you go, man. Well, John. I stayed, in, I, I stayed in a hotel the other night. that I couldn't find a soft pillow. Oh. If there's anything... That I can't, if I can't, if I don't have a soft pillow, I can't sleep. Oh, man. It's like, you know, you sleep with your head all bent upwards, and it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but uh, I got, I think I got about 25 minutes of sleep, so oh, man. I made up for it last night. Awesome. About now. Awesome. Well, John Alafonte, our guest right here on the web sessions on Gardner Web University Radio, WG, WG online, WGWG.org. Uh, look for John on Facebook, uh, best way to connect with him there. Uh, and just look for John Elefante music. Until next time, I'm Noel Manning for WGWG. That's a wrap.